Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Achtung Mobile, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to listeners. Welcome to Akdong Mill on a sunny, cold but sunny afternoon here in South Bermondsey. There is only one story at the den today though, dear listeners, that is of course the return after what, five and a, four, four and a half years, five years nearly, the return of the prodigal son, greatest player the club has ever had, one of the great managers, Mr Neil Harris, of course, um, after that fantastic win at Southampton last week. The den is filling up very nicely on this beautiful sunny afternoon. We're awaiting the two teams coming out. Your middle lineup this afternoon, dear listeners. Sarkic in goal, back four. McNamara, Cooper, Tanganga and Ryan Leonard. Midfield two of Saville and Leonard. In front of them, a front three, if you like. Honeyman, Fleming and uh, more in for Bradshaw. Tom Bradshaw was injured today. In front of them, Michael Oberfemi. Huge anticipation around the den today. Who knows what kind of performance we're going to get. But this is big time atmosphere inside the den, dear listeners. Here come the two teams. What a performance down there at St Mary's last week. 2-1 win, of course, at Southampton. Real turnaround in form, turnaround in performance. On and off the pitch, Neil Harris, of course, has been at great pains to stress the uh, unity on the terraces and on the pitch. That's going to be crucial this afternoon against the Watford side that come to us in 11 spots. Middle for Diddle. 44 points, Lions of course just one point clear of Stoke now in that third relegation spot, other teams around us are finding form, we need a win today listeners, this is a game we really can't afford to lose, we need a win, minimum point, but I think a win this afternoon. On the bench today, Bar Belkowski, Murray Wallace, Ryan Longman, Adam Mayor, Joe Bryan back from injury, Brook Norton Coffey, Adamo Amaku, Casper Denor and Ramon Esso. Injury to Tom Bradshaw, apparently that's going to leave us still flimsier in the striking department. So a huge amount rests on the shoulders of Michael Oberfemi this afternoon. We may see Ademar uh, Marco, depending on his fitness, at some point. Speaking to BBC Sport London, Neil Harris said last week Southampton was astounding. It even amazed me after 17 years at this football club. People say to me, we just want our Millwall back. Big sense of that around the den this afternoon, dear listeners. As you can probably hear, I want my players to turn up and embrace it and enjoy it, says Neil. Rising in the, um, it's not really the match day programme, it's an online newsletter, a kind of a milky toast version of the match day programme. Um, Neil Harris says, I want the opponents to feel fear and trepidation when they step out, like so many teams have done here in the past. 
music to my ears. Rockford this afternoon, wearing a kind of a Manchester City style, Lazio style, sky blue and white ensemble. They're normally in yellow and black. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe it's more black than yellow this season, I think. Anyway, they're out there in city colours. Lions, of course. Of course, in dark blue and white. Millwallness, Neil Harris continues. This is an interview with the London Evening Stand. He wants to bring the Millwallness back to the football club. Let's see what we get, dear listeners. Millwall will be attacking your way in, as per the Venable Bead. Rising in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, we said, laid it out, first verse, chapter one, page one. Millwall shall attack if the away end in the first half. The Avenable Bead. Amazing, really, but true. What a contrast. What, what a game football is. The, the contrast between now and that. The last time I was here was at Shambles versus Sheffield Wednesday. Listen to the support. Game is underway. Early 4-0 forwards. This is uh, little head tennis. This is Michael Ogafemi on the edge of the penalty area. The 12 brings it away. There's the first chorus of what I think will be a familiar refrain this afternoon, dear listeners. Early kick on Oberfemi over on the right side. It's going to be a free kick, Millwall. Yellow card straight at it for the 39. Just put him on warning. Joel Saville. The uh, outstanding performances last week. Take your pick. I mean, obviously, everyone was talking about uh, Jeff Tanganga, who is in the area at the moment as I speak. Uh, but take your pick between uh, Tanganga, Ryan Leonard. The two midfielders, Billy Mitch and Jules Savile, and others as well. It was, it was a team performance. Early opportunity for the Lions here then. With barely a minute into the game. This is a right-sided free kick. Jules Savile standing over it. Chance to put the ball into the big men. Jake's in there. Tanganga's in there. Leonard lurking on the, uh, the left side. In it comes. It's headed away. This is uh, Honeyman's put the ball into touch. No, no, yeah. Crowd howling from Millwall throw, but they're not going to get it over on that right side, dear listeners. So, yeah, what a show last week down there at Southampton. Seven, uh, 2,700 travelled down there to see it. Not many empty seats around. I did see a uh, post from the, the club to say 800 tickets were left today. There are a few blue seats knocking around, a few around me in Birdshit Corner, which is living up to its name today. Fleming takes a tumble. I mentioned on our uh, post Southampton shows the um, the arm round Neil Harris put his arm round Zion Fleming. I think he sees a player that he can work with in Zion. He, he, he worked a really nice free kick. I'm reminded of the ghost of Dennis Wise with the way he fell over there. It's a free kick for the Lions, probably about 30 yards out. I think worth a go for a player of Zion Fleming's obvious talents. A Dutch master. The Rembrandt of Rotherhive. About two minutes into the game, the ball has been relentlessly down at the Watford end since kickoff. Zian is lining up to take it. Watford goalkeeper in a kind of a Cerise style number. Here we go. Oh, 1 0 Millwall! In off the right post, Zian Fleming! What a star for Millwall! What a free kick! Didn't look terribly powerful, it was placed. Bottom right hand corner, right side. Placed inside the post, goalkeeper didn't get down in time, it's 1-0 to Millwall. What a start, what a return. You could not write this for a film, dear listeners, could you? Not that I could do it, but I thought it wasn't one of Zian's uh, uh, best free kicks. It was on target, that's for sure, maybe that's number one point. 
And it was hit with, um, you know, it was placed well. It wasn't massively powerful, but it's crept in. It's 1-0 to the Lions. Three minutes, according to my Bazell watch. What a life story, Neil Harris. If you wrote it for one of these Netflix sports documentaries, you'd say they're going over the top. It's going into the realms of fiction. But there we are. Lions lead. Long way to go in this game. Lions leading early 1-0. Bosch, there's a long ball for our defence. No more Joe Edwards style playing it around inside your own penalty area. Jake just sent that down like, like a storm shadow missile down the other end of the pitch. Bit of current affairs for you there, dear listeners. Southampton had 80% possession last weekend to our 20, which um, I thought quite ironic because that was the reverse of that at Fulham. If anyone thinking back to the, the painful end of the first period of Neil Harris's management in 2019, we, we got beat at Fulham uh, with them having 80-something percent of the possession. 6-1, I think it was, wasn't it? 6-0, can't remember. I know it was felt to be one of the... Uh, reasons why Harris would go no further at Millwall at that time and yet here he is again in our hour of need like King Arthur dashing to the rescue from the mists of time ball into the box the 30 fired it into the side netting now I thought for one awful moment that had gone in the net quickly taken throw in on the left and the 30 was uh, through but it's fired in from a very tight angle into the side netting dear listeners so yeah it's all gone Ball breaks, Danny Mack now on the left, of course, the unfamiliar left. Gets clipped by the uh, 25. Savile can see a throw in now, just ran into trouble. A little bit there, Danny. Fair play to him, he did well, I thought, playing well out of position on the uh, left side. He is a right back by trade. I think it was John Rankin on our show pointed out the only other one that I can think of that made a career out of playing on the wrong side for his foot was Ian Dawes, in the member of the First Division squad back in the uh, classic era. Great player too. I'm here for a reason, says Neil Harris, preparing for an emotional reunion with the Den today. This is an evening standard. And that is to bring the Millwallness back to the football club. I think that has gone missing somewhat, listeners. Don't you agree? We've slightly lost our um, handle on who we are and what we are. I, I, I still applaud the, the ambition of the Joe Edwards move. But I think the, the Millwallness had kind of faded away under Gary Rower with his boredom-style um, tactics. That, that eroded the sense of uh, coming to the Den being a, fear, a fearful thing. Um, I mean, our home form for some time has been poor. That continued under Joe Edwards as he was trying to take our football up a level. Um, the, the wisdom of that mid-season is, is um, open to debate, but uh, you know that's, that's in the past now. But now it's back to basics with Neil Harris. So far, so good, leading 1-0. Last week's win was based on work rate, dear listeners. So is this week, if we can pull this off. Work, work, work. Industry, industry, industry. That sounds like a political a slogan. Education, education, education. Crime, crime, crime. What for being forced back here while this monk chant takes hold around the stadium? Have a listen. A lot of coverage for the two and a half minute long monk chant last week down there at Southampton. Ball breaks, Joe Savile in the middle. Trying to find Duncan Wattle. Taken away from at the last by the last defender there, the three. 
described memorably by one of their, uh, I think it was a vlogger, as a, a really annoying, persistent drone from the Millwall end. <laughs> Actually, there's some really great examples of uh, Alan Partridge-style video vlogs at Southampton. No more Maldini by Jake Cooper, listeners. It's all punted straight forwards now, old school. That's the way we like it. Small detail, but it looks like we've upgraded our flags over on the Docker stand. We've got a much cleaner version of the St George's Cross. Ball breaks. This is this is Fogafemi. Is that a oh, wow? That was an ambitious shot <laughs> from distance. Let's just say it was a long way out, almost from the halfway Beckham style there, but had none of the uh, pizzazz that Beckham brought when he scored that famous goal. Um, yeah, it looks like the uh, Union flag, the Millwall blue flag in the middle, and then the St George's Cross are all clean. And uh, look like they're fairly new, so it's good to see. I like these, these kinds of details. Details make the football experience, listeners. Maybe that's where the, the cleaning the bird shit budget's gone, upgrading the, the uh, flags. Interesting that Harris, in his programme notes, so to speak, talks about educating the players as to what's required at the den. The older, the older school would have known that, but it's older oh, goalkeepers. <laughs> Put his foot over the ball, almost, I thought he was going to trickle in the net for one, one moment. It's gone for a left-sided corner. You don't see that very often. Pass back to the goalkeeper and lost, uh, lost his block. Left-sided corner, Millwall. What a hoot that would have been if it had gone in the net. 22 minutes into the half, halfway point. It's been bright stuff on the Lions. Really nothing for Watford pressing forwards. Lies leading by that early, early free kick from Zian Fleming. But we've looked, we've looked play, to be playing with some vim, some energy. Nothing inspirational, but a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of work, a lot of industry. Oh, that's a great tackle there, Jules Savile, sliding tackle. Some crunching tackles there. That's going to run through to Martia Sarkic in goal. Who, incidentally, <laughs> was refused a handshake at the end of the game, obviously by the the surly Russell Martin, the uh, Southampton manager, who continued to play this surly role. Um, post um, the Liverpool FA Cup game. I think they got beat 3-0 and I came across um, a post-match interview with Russell Martin. As, as with us, he, basically everyone else seems to be rubbish apart from this team that played beautiful football. But I know they again got beat. Ball through this. Um, oh, it's run through. Beat the goalkeeper. Can, what more? Oh, he's at the post. Very, very tight angle. Defence getting into an awful pickle there. This is now... They're back in under pressure in their own defence. Here comes Watmore again. Wonderful stuff, Duncan Watmore. Billy Mitch. Bodies in the end prevailing now. Watford bring it away. There was one moment so Watmore managed to evade the goalkeeper and defender, but such a tight angle. I think he actually hit the base of the post. So I'd have to see that again, though, listeners. Drama. Been more drama in this half an hour or so of, of football than I can recall in the whole, whole seasons of Gary Rowett football. We had a good stop there by. Martia Sarkic, low drive on target, and he got down well to block that and retain the, uh, the spin-off. Incidentally, dear listeners, do send me your post-match thoughts, views, musings and opinions after today's game. You can send me a message on, on Twitter, direct message. There's a little sound option, a little squiggly line, the corner direct message. Great work, Michael Oberfemi. Forcing the part of throwing. Forcing the defender to make an error. Listen to the crowd, listeners. Millwall throwing down by the left side corner flag, and that's purely Mike Oberfemi chasing and being persistent there. Good work there. It's going to be a, a Z and long throw. Yeah, do send me your, your voice notes after the game. If you've got my WhatsApp, 
number. You can WhatsApp a voice note to me, or you can just go onto Twitter, send me a direct message, sound file. Always appreciate. Get some great, great characters on on the uh, voicemail show. I love that. I love doing that show. Really appreciate everyone that contributes to it. In comes the long throw from Zian. It's in towards uh, Jake. Gets a ball head to it. It's it's falls to Oberfemi. It's a foot up there from the Duncan Watmore as it was bouncing around the danger zone near ahead. Great work there by George Honeyman. Seen some really strong effort so far, listeners. Good tackling. Free kick for Watford. Player falls over under the pressure of uh, Joe Savile there. There it goes. It's over the crossbar. Curled up and over. Not far over. Huge congratulations, dear listeners, for James Belson and Steve Kavanagh, who received the uh, Power of Football Award midweek uh, in honour of the late Mill chairman, John Belson. And there's a great interview. Get a chance to have a look on BBC London, BBC Sport London's Twitter account. There's a link to an interview um, with uh, Steve Kavanagh and James Belson for that, that award in, in honour of the, uh, the great John Belson, best, best chairman ever. Certainly be up in the be in that sentence, put it that way, listeners. So do check that out. It's on BBC London Sport, at, at BBC London Sport. I was looking on the um, Millwall Online website and there was a great conversation on there about the, uh, the aforesaid Southampton vlogger who resembled like a bad version of Alan Partridge. And it was a wonderful... Um, Quote, I can't remember who said it, but congratulations whoever put this on Mill Online about um, people were standing at football matches with microphones in their hands whilst their, their, their old ladies are getting squared off at home by the next door neighbour. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not in my case. I don't think they meant it in my case, listeners. <laughs> she wouldn't. Wouldn't she? Here comes Watford. Ball out wide left. What are we on here? This is uh, 30, 35 minutes. Yeah, a bit talking contemptuously about the modern phenom phenomenon of, of vlogging. This was a, a video of a bloke watching the game. People watch this stuff. It's quite interesting. Um, offside. I, I shan't be going down that road at any stage, listeners. Don't, don't um, you know, fear not. Um, I'm strictly a sound-only podcast. I feel happiest and most comfortable doing this way. I couldn't sit in, in front of a ca camera for uh, 90 minutes um, staging reactions to incidents, you know. But there's a big demand for it. I mean, what you can't argue against is the numbers of, of um, viewers that these, these people get. I don't know how much money you make out of it. You certainly don't make fortunes doing sound podcasts unless you're at the very top table, but... Um, to do that, I, I don't know. It just wouldn't be me. So um, no, no fear on that front, on any of those fronts. <laughs> There's a great tackle there by George Honeyman. And through the game so far, we are about 38 minutes into this first half. We've got ourselves ahead, and we've worked hard. We have worked very, very hard, and that's good to see. That's one of the essentials, I think, that Neil Harris would have drilled into this squad. We've got to put the effort in. And that wasn't happening for Joe Edwards, for whatever reason. I don't propose to dwell on it, because we've, we've got a relegation fight to get through. But, um, 
we weren't seeing the same levels of work under, under Joe Edwards, were we? Leonard chasing back there. Beautiful, beautiful defensive work by Ryan Leonard. Now listen to the applause, listeners. Fast man on that left side, and Leonard matched him stride for stride there and steered the ball out for a goal kick. Top work, Ryan Leonard. Been a good half for Millwall, really. Um, early goal, obviously, for, for Zian Fleming. Well placed free kick from distance. Otherwise, it's been a half of everything, all the attributes that we were talking about before the game. Industry, hard work, collectiveness, some really good, strong defensive tackling. And we've looked dangerous on occasion. We, we had a moment where Watmore might feel he could have done a little bit better. He did very well to get that narrow angle shot, and I, I believe it hit the post, base of the post. But as it is, it's... Um, we're just going to pot here. This is the 25. I'm probably tempting fate. The ball into the box. That's cleared away from uh, Sarkic there by Ryan Leonard. Watford do retain possession on the left side now. We've just got to see this half through. Leading at 1-0. little moment of panic there earlier on. This is the two now on the right side. There's the half-time whistle. So, yeah, overall a very, very good half from the Lions. A lot of structure, a lot of work, a lot of industry. Everything we want to see from Millside, you can hear the reaction at the end of that first half. Lions leading at half-time, Mill 1, Watford 0. Achtung, Millwall. Just waiting for the two teams to come in. In fact, here do come the Lions listeners. A couple of tweets from half-time. Richard Corley notes that Zian's Fleming, uh, Zian's Fleming, Zian's free kick uh, was his eighth goal of the season. He won the free kick as well, says Richard. Uh, Alex Grace says Watford making lots of unforced errors. You get, you feel they could be here for the take if Mill get it right. But one or two others note that we're hitting um, long balls to short strikers. So, uh, you know, how long can that continue? And one that did amuse me, an unknown uh, player, a person called Graham Sturman, must be Watford. What the fuck is that noise Mill were making? Sort that shit out. The sort of shit you hear in a mental institution, says Graham. Well, mate, it often does feel like a mental institution here at the den so we're lining up to uh, kick off the second half it's going to be Watford attacking the away end Millwall will be attacking the cold blow as per the the, uh, the venerable beat away we go a lot more hard work in the second half dear listeners I thought we did very well in that first half industry 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 but more needed to see us through what will be a crucial game the other results in the relegation fight, are not going our way at the moment. Other teams are winning. Stoke were winning. Huddersfield, I think, drew. So we need a result. Oh, that's a great tackle there by Changanga, listeners. We love a great tackle down the den, don't we? Beautiful sliding tackle, forces a, a throw in. Beautiful sunny afternoon. The crowd, uh, the sun keeps going in and out of clouds, but it's really come out beautifully sunny now. Floodlights are on. So it's one of those very English days. Oh, it's a poor strike by George Honeyman. Puts the ball up in the air rather than forwards. Kind of inducing pressure on ourselves. Great take there by Duncan Watmore. He's trying to get away from two defenders. Referee sees nothing there. Great tackle there. Uh, Zian Fleming wins a throw-in against the odds throw. Finds Obafemi. Surrounded by light blue shirts. Not much in the way of support. He's got... Zian now on the right side. Move breaks down, unfortunately. 
Millwall entirely behind the ball. We saw this at Southampton last week. It worked very well down there. Crowd doing their bit to get behind the side. General sense that we're up against it here. This is a poor cross-in from Watford. That's going to go for another throw-in for Watford. Millwall got to ride this period out, listeners. 40, 55 minutes. Great defending Tanganga there. Watmore sends the ball down the pitch. Neil Harris asks for efforts from the, the terracing end on the field. He's getting that. This is the sixth now into the box. Fired in at the near post. It's gone for a goal kick. Wow. Nice possession here by Millwall. Just inside the, the Watford half. It's a tense, tense match, listeners. You can feel the tension around the den. And you can hear the crowd's response. Mill entirely behind the ball. Play squeezed into a third of the pitch. This is fun through to the 12. Hoof cleared by, by Honeyman to no one on full six. We're just inviting more pressure on ourselves. Crowd howling for. Oh, great sliding tackle there by George Honeyman. Crowd love that. Crowd love that. Looks like Mill going to make some. A substitution, Brooke Norton Cuffey coming into the game. We're on what 60, maybe 63 minutes. What more's coming out? What uh, Norton Cuffey will come in. Mill will a throw in. Good work there by Brooke Norton Cuffey. We're on 66 minutes. Come towards the halfway point of the second half. Chance for a Ryan Leonard long throw down by just a few yards short of the right sided. Corner flag, in it comes. Decent length on it, it's bounced across the six-yard box. Oberfemi trying a spectacular overhead kick, but it's gone wide, unfortunately. Oberfemi's coming out. So a midfielder for a striker. I suppose that means Zian goes forwards. If we're going to play with a, with a striker, but will we play with a striker? Are we playing with no striker? 71 minutes, listeners. I'm surprised Oberfemi's lasted as long as he has in the, in the game, to be honest. I thought he was looking a little bit fatigued as, that, as the half has worn, worn on. This won't win any awards for beautiful football, if there, if there are any such awards flying around. There was the Power in Football Award, of course, won by the Berrison family midweek, but I don't know that we'll win any awards for beautiful football. The Pep Guardiola award for passing. Well, however this finishes, listeners, one of the um, attributes that Neil Harris was talking about was was a, a you know the kind of Millwall virtues. I think we've seen plenty of that this afternoon. However, this finishes, still a long way to go yet. We've got probably about 11 minutes on of, of uh, official time and then added time after that. But we've seen a lot of hard work. It's not been pretty. It's been a grind of a performance. Um, but we've seen all of the, the old school virtues that we would have expected with the return of Neil Harris. So that in itself is refreshing after what seems like a, a forever period. The substitution of Longman for Oberfemi, I suppose, gives you some sense of how stretched our resources are. We do have Imarku on the bench, but he's only just returning from injury. So possibly Harris feels that, that this wasn't the environment for him. Just gone past uh, 85 minutes. Yeah, injuries, injuries, injuries. Blighted our season, poor forms blighted our season, and chopping and changing managers 
blighted our season. So we do well to get out this one alive, listeners. At the moment, we're on, on course for a good win here. But we do have some four minutes of regular time, perhaps. And whatever added time gets stuck on the end. That's a ball in from the, the left side. That's headed up and away, bouncing around still. Will not being able to relieve the pressure. This should go to Norton Cuffey. Does well there to continue the throw in, unfortunately. Well, the pressure remains. Danny speaking to the South London press. Danny McNamara says that the, the win last week over Southampton proves that we can go up against anybody in the Championship. I do believe that to be true. Um, the virtues that we've, you know, we've um, mentioned today of hard work, etc., will work against most teams in this division if we get a stroke of luck. Mill defending like um, every last man. Mill hands to the deck defending. Try to think of an appropriate military metaphor there. Waterloo, the thin red line. Men of the match. George Hunderman, I'm going to go for my man of the match, but the whole team has put a lot into this game. Central defenders, Tanganga and Cooper. Midfield, Saville, Mitchell. I'm going, to name, I'm going to name George Honeyman as my man on the match. Do tell me who you think, listeners. Send me your voicemails. Why don't you send me your voicemails? Always good to hear from you. Direct message me on X or send me a WhatsApp. You got my number? Or give me a shout on X and we can exchange numbers. Second minute free kick from Zim for improving the difference. Mill full ground out that win. That was a tough, 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 tough game, listeners. Hats off to the entire side. Hats off to Neil Harris for reinvigorating this club, regalvanising it. That was a magnificent win by the Lions there. The crowd loved it. Listen to that familiar song coming up now. Take it away, Mr. Byer, for now. He can't find it. There he is. Great win, terrific performance. Um, can't tell you how tense the second half that was, dear listeners. So, top, top work by the entire Millwall side there. And there's a bit of status quo for you, mate. We'll be back after these messages. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Achtung, Mehlball. Huge welcome on the show now to discuss yesterday's, in my opinion, magnificent one nil win over Watford. It's Ben Anthony show regular Ben Anthony. It's nice to be talking in happy circumstances, Ben. Yeah, we we've had enough conversations about crap losses, Nick. Oh, so uh, yeah, it's nice to be on for a win. <laughs> I, I've had a season full of misery, so you know um, I've been reading yeah. a lot of different views, takes, and opinions on on yesterday's performance. Um, but I would say to any of the uh, the, the moaners out there, um, you know that. Winning beats losing any day of the week. So, you know, you can talk about the style and the quality and all the rest of it, Ben, but um, give me three points and then we can moan about, um, you know, whether it was pretty or not afterwards because um, we're in a very strange league at the moment. Everyone suddenly seems to have been galvanised and they're winning too. So um, someone made a great point that under, you know, Joe Edwards, last week's win at Southampton, yesterday's win over, over Watford, we would probably would be six points adrift and second from bottom in reality. And somehow mm-hmm. Neil's extracted that, that level of commitment and performance from the team and crowd yesterday. I've I, I got to take my hat off to him. I don't know how he's done it, but he's done it. And um, there's still a way to go yet. But that offers hope for me, uh, which wasn't there just a fortnight ago. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The the one thing he said when he came in was that he's going to show the the passion of a Millwall squad. He's going to get the players showing the passion that they need to show and have a bit of grit and determination about them. And he's definitely done that. It's yeah. um, it's night and day from what we were seeing before. Um, and it, yeah, a much needed a couple of results. Because as you say, we, we would definitely be firmly in that relegation zone. We were in the uh, relegation and- zone with a team that seemed to be... Well, they weren't playing for Joe Edwards, so they, you know there's no other way to put it. They weren't playing for him. They will play, it seems, for Neil Harris, and maybe that's just the power of um, charisma in football management. I, I don't know really, because you know, as much as um, one or two online are, are yearning for the prettier football, I mean, it's it's this, yesterday was effective, um, albeit. Um, perhaps not not the most beautiful game you'll ever see in your life. I mean, it was a fantastic start, that that free kick from Zian. Um, I mean, I said in real time, Ben, it wasn't the most powerful free kick. It was. It took a deflection. I, I watched it back on the highlights really this morning. I didn't realise in, in in the game yesterday that it had taken a deflection off of the, the back of one of the, the Watford defenders, which gave it an extra yeah. kind of curve in, in flight. But... Um, the goalkeeper probably comes from the George Long school of goalkeeping and, and thankfully he, he let it get past him. I thought it came off the post, but I think it was um, it was uh, the goalkeeper's hand that I was seeing from my angle. But to get it on target from that distance, 35 yards out, pretty good, pretty good strike, if not the most powerful one he'll ever do, but it was on target and got in, in, in the net and that, that gave us that vital lifeline, didn't it? Yeah, those two years of, watching him take those extra bloody free kicks in the warm-up, <laughs> finally 
They came to scull in over the bar and it finally paid off. Um, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. And yeah, it was a deflection off the wall and yeah, it did look like it was sort of maybe semi-fumbled in. But um, I, I said on a, a Twitter sort of post a, a couple of weeks ago, just before Edwards was sacked, that bad luck is a part of the part of our um, issue yeah. and you make your own luck in games and we we made our own luck yesterday and yeah. it paid off you, you get a lucky goal and we had something to hold on to um, and the belief and teamwork and and organisation to actually hold on to it meant that we, we came through with the result so yeah, no, I, 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 one hundred percent. I mean, I, I'd also throw into the the listeners' mix the fact that we're carrying an injury crisis, to say the least. I mean, that you know, we've now lost. It seems um, people are talking about for the season, Tom Bradshaw, and Achilles issue uh, apparently um, is going to see the specialist on on, on Monday, but. Um, that really does take us down to the bare bones. It's Michael Oberfemi who still looks like he's trying to build fitness. Um, and that's it. I mean, maybe Idemo and Marku coming off the bench, but he doesn't seem 100% fit just yet. So, you know, we, we are, we are, Neil Harris is trying to manage, um, a, a, you know, a sparse squad um, for injury and, and other things, um, signings not made or whatever. Um, so it's quite a feat to pull off two wins in succession at um, two difficult sides. Southampton, decent side. I thought Watford, although we made them look pretty flat yesterday, they're, they're a decent side too. And, um, you know, they, they showed little glimpses of some of their movement yesterday, but largely speaking, we kept them very quiet. A magnificent defensive performance. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really offer that much. There weren't a huge amount of um, huge chances. No, a lot of playing around the box and and sort of semi threatening moves, but but a bit like us, really. No, no finish. No finish. No finish. <laughs> um, and uh, we we had the the sort of solidity to deal with it. So that was you know, couple a of um, couple of smart shots, if you like, smart saves, really, not smart shots uh, from the edge of the penalty area. I think Sarkic, um, who um, is increasingly looking more and more. Solid in goal as he as he's building his confidence, but he got down one. I think there was one in the first half and certainly one in the second half that I recall. Where you know, um, again, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe those would have gone in. But yesterday, that was all they were restrict, restricted to these these distant shots. Apart from that, you're right, nothing yeah. much in the danger zone. So that's a huge defensive performance. I also want to take my hat off while we're talking about defence, um, Ben, to, to Danny Mack, who's playing out of position. Did a, a really strong job yesterday. I didn't mention him in, in my stream yesterday. He's not like that much, but I want to mention him now because that's that's a that's a performance across a, a defensive line that's really showing its metal at the moment. Yeah, I thought he he was superb and um, put some real sort of brutal challenges in. Yes, to get the crowd going. Yeah, he knows a Millwall crowd once, and <laughs> so he's, he's been in it. So. Um, and he he definitely delivered it. I thought him and Leonard both did the same sort of thing. They they ran themselves into the ground and um, yeah. they got subbed off. I think just because they they sort of emptied all the fuel in the tank, they had nothing left. And um, that's a, a, a you know a mark of the, how hard they worked. Um, crowd really very- stepped up to it. I mean, you're right. The tackling. If you give a Millwall crowd good solid tackling at the den, you 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 know you, you're doing half the job already. Let alone what the result might yeah. be. Danny understands that. I think Neil Harris understands that. And I think Ron Leonard also understands that. So 
um, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was wonderful to see it. it I, I don't know about you, Ben. I mean, it's part the um, the spectacle side of it to one side, if you like. It just feels so much of a relief to to have this cliche, the Millwall back, you know, the one that you're familiar with, the one that you. Um, been brought up with and and it's just wonderful to have it back again if if however however long this can last i don't know um it feels like a cup run at the moment isn't it we've got 11 games now to get through and um you know we've had two good cup wins and then we've got to do another one in the week against blackburn rovers but this this kind of spirit will do that yeah i mean when when the connection between the fans and the players and the management is is on point there's nothing sort of more intimidating than than the millwall no set up and um it was yesterday uh, it it was finally back to to what we sort of expect to see that there was a moment i think in the first half there was a monk chant that went on for about two or three minutes yeah like yeah. yeah and it you, uh, you just sort of got caught up in it and yeah. you know i was saying to my mates like, i bloody missed that like that that's felt like a long time since we've had that moment yeah um it was good i one area of n- nostalgia that I I hadn't missed was the um, heart in mouth, hold your breath for twenty minutes. <laughs> Neil Harris hanging on to a one nil win. That's um, yeah, the, the stress of that was um, was you know was yeah. flooding back. But yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the relief when you get the result is it makes it all worth it. I guess there's one other chance I just want I've noted here watching the highlights. Where we didn't create many chances. Listeners, anyone didn't see the game. Um, I mean, obviously, there was the goal from uh, from Z in the set piece, if you like. Um, but then there was a, a moment where um, Watmore chased down a, a, a through ball, and the the goalkeeper and the defender managed to um, get very polite in an English way. And after you, sir, no, you take it first, sir. and he got mm-hmm. past them. And it was a very tight angle. I thought he'd hit the post. It's quite hard to tell whether he hit the post or it came off the shin of the of the uh, retreating defender, but. Um, that would have made a big, big difference to, to my blood pressure. Certainly, if that had gone in, Ben. Um, but as you say, wasn't wasn't to be. And we, that, you know, the moment when Michael Oberfermi came out and in came um, Ryan Longman, I think there was a collective uh, sense. Okay, <laughs> this is this is man the pumps time. You know, they were just hoping that it stays afloat. Now the good ship Millwall. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, the, the choice of Longman intrigued me. I mean, I'm guessing, um, I'm interested to know what you think, but I'm guessing he's trying to manage the likes of Idamo to some two good, two tough, uh, tough games this week at Blackburn and then Birmingham next week. So resource management as much as anything else, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing that's why Obafemi came out because yeah. he he had done a lot of work and he's not done 90 minutes for us yet. No. Um, he's clearly, he's definitely building up fitness. He looked better yesterday than yeah. he had... Yeah. recent weeks quicker um yeah. he doesn't quite fit the playing style and I, I, that's sort of unfortunate for him because i think there is a good player in there we need to work out a way to get him involved a bit more yeah um but you know his competition is a couple of crocs so he's he's gonna <laughs> get the chance to play um presumably yeah, he'll start he'll start tuesday night presumably However yeah, long, I think he, and I, you know i think he came off purely just to protect him and get him ready for that for, for what is not just Tuesday night, but also next Saturday, it's an absolutely massive week. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, this is we've had a few of these, but this is this is a make or break week for for us this season. Um, yeah, well, look so. at the look at the league table, Ben. I mean, you know, we're away at Blackburn, who sit just um, not even it's a, it must be goal scored because we're minus thirteen both on 
39 points. They're in 17th. We're now in 18th. But just um, Stoke City in the third relegation spot, 38 points. So one win covers them all the way up to, to, to Plymouth in 16th. So there's a lot of clubs, including ourselves, obviously, in that mix. But um, yeah, Blackburn and Millwall, both even Stevens in 17th and 18th, pretty much. Um, 38, 39 points. Um, and then Birmingham next week, who's sitting 20th, uh, one point behind us. So yeah, you know, these are these are the these are the classic um Kerbishly, Kerbishly method games that you really must win in the mini league, isn't it, aren't they? And um yeah. we can't really afford to let points slip. So I'm guessing, as as we said, management of resources is part of Neil Harris's and, and, and David Livermore's thought process at the moment. But um we did it very yeah. well yesterday. Um, it was it was an endurance test towards the end. I must say, I thought I could just see that late equaliser going in. Um, yeah, but, but we survived it. So brilliant, brilliant performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose the question arises. I mean, shall we presume that we'll survive? Let's presume, just for sake of a after dinner conversation here, Ben. Let's presume that we've survived. I mean, I mean, is there a long term future for Neil Harris in in in, in management? Well, many many people online. Are saying it's it's like a um, like a life belt appointment. I don't know if you can really look much beyond the end of the season at the moment because we don't know where we'll, we'll be next next uh, term. But you know, do, do you do, would you like to see him stay? Would you like? Or do you want? I still quite like the ambition of the Joe Edwards, if not him, somebody else. But I, I, I don't know. Um, staying in the championship is number one. So whether whether Neil Harris has the managerial capability to. To have changed with the times, I don't. We don't really know the answer to that. Yeah, this is heart and head for me. So um, Harris is obviously um, not the style of play that we had the ambition to move into. No, but moving into that, changing that style of play midway through the season was was clearly it's folly. A terrible it's folly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't the way forward. We're in a bit of disarray. We needed someone to come in, stabilise the club and and sort of reset things. There's a bit of an issue coming up in the summer with quite a few contractual um, yeah. Yeah. changes, you know, people out of contract or or in going into their last year. And so uh, we need someone who can just sort of stabilise things and start the process of, of rebuilding this squad into what we want it to be. And I think Harris is a good appointment for that job. So, 18 months at the moment. So that's probably about yeah, right exactly. for both both sides, I suppose. So answering my own question, probably if we survive, we maybe even if we don't survive, it'll, it'll stay on, um, at least yeah. for that stability season, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And he's my, I mean, he's my hero. He, him and Tim Cale were the, were the players banging in the goals when I started going as a kid. And um, I idolise Neil Harris. Yeah, yeah. Always have done. Um, seeing him back, you know, those ridiculously white trainers just sort of, you know, <laughs> makes me very happy. So, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back him. But uh, yeah, th- there, there is a, an element of, you know, we need to see some kind of evolution of, you know, we we can't be we can't be winning football matches against someone like Rotherham with 30% possession and no. that one shot, you know, so we do need to have uh, the plan B that we've desperately needed for for years. But right now it's, it's just purely survival mode and uh, we need enough points to get over that line and, and then start to just sort of be a bit more stable next season. And then we can think about that going, you know, in the long term after that. 
anyone looking for signs of improvement, have a look at the stats list. There's 20% possession at Southampton last week, 34% this week. We've we've upped our possession rate by 14% there, Ben. Nailed it. <laughs> if that's not the road to success, I don't know what is, listeners. I love. I, I've got a few tweets here. I love this one from MLL80. It's just literally just popped up before I started recording with Ben, um, and I had to read it out. It says that he was sat next to three Spanish lads yesterday. He was uh, MLL was surprised to hear them say that the football was better quality than the bottom half of La Liga, which I made me laugh. <laughs> There we are. Don't moan. <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a range of views online. Um, I mean, one here from Max Finch saying the impact Paris has had on these players is unbelievable. Three games ago, these players looked like they'd all met each other the night before at the pub. <laughs> now they finally look like a team that we know that we've got the ambition back, lifted the whole club. What a blow. I mean, I, the power of personality in football is incredible, Ben, um, because on, on mm. paper, looking at Joe Edwards, I know we play on grass, listeners, um, but on paper, um, the, the man's CV was, I think, almost so impressive that you, it was hard to say no to, you know, the, the, the fabled references from Tuchel and Marino and all, all this kind of business, you know. Um, and yet, Neil Harris came from Gillingham and, 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 uh, and Cambridge, and he's got us fired up because he is Mr Millwall. The power of personalities, and it's, it's, a, it's a strange business, football management. Yeah, and... It, there's no one bigger at Millwall Football Club than Neil no. Harris. No, I think if you know, as as some have suspected, there was some kind of issue with the playing squad. Um, you know, showing some level of not listening to Edwards or not following instruction or not believing in the message. Whatever that was, whatever was going on, there's there's no way you can do that to Neil Harris because you're going to lose because yeah. he is he is Millwall and the fans they're singing his name before anyone else's. So they've got to do the job for him. And um and that's a that's made a I think that's a big part of what's made the difference. It must be apparent to those players, anyone that were on the were on the kind of I don't know what what wing of uh, doubt or whatever you want to call it. But I mean the facts A at Southampton there was a general lift in the club and there was a huge lift. It just in the the moment you arrived yesterday it just felt like a weight had been removed from our collective Mm. shoulders. And um, I mean, I'm always a bit wary, Ben, of any game where you're kind of confident that you're going to get a win. But I, I felt quite confident yesterday. And that's after 50 odd years, I should know a lot, lot better than that, shouldn't I? But I always fall for it every time. Um, but there was a sense of um, belief yesterday because Neil's back. And uh, that's that's a powerful, powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, yeah, you don't want one of them white trainers up your ass. So uh, <laughs> in a performance... <laughs> As ever, though, we, we, we can't leave the conversation without looking at one or two of the doubting Thomases that are lurking on online listeners, because this is why you tune into a podcast. It's, it can't all be positive, um, and it's not. For Bill one, fans having a difference of opinion. <laughs> a difference of opinion. Um, I think some have developed with that little taste of um, Joe Edwards' uh, you know, kind of caviar and, 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 and oysters at the, at the top table. They've developed fine tastes, listeners, fine dining. Um, Michael Cole here says it was terrible. He predicts terrible football for the next 18 months under Harris. 34 possession, which was up from last week, Michael. And 54% pass accuracy. We, pass accuracy. We made passes. I didn't, didn't see any. Shocking. He says lucky deflection for the goal. It was awful to watch, he says. 
And then there's another one here. Oh, it's um, same same chat, Michael Cole. He said he would rather go down under Edwards because this is shocking to watch. I can't get my head around that kind of opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking Michael particularly, although I've just picked him. But um, there's a lot of people out there saying stuff along the lines of, you know, that, that was a terrible performance. What do we think we're going to get, Ben? I mean, we, we're carrying... You know, it's like we're coming back from a bombing raid on 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 the, the Ruhr. We've been shot to pieces, and we're trying to limp home with our, you know, half a squad practically. So I don't know what people are expecting um, from a Neil Harris <laughs> survival brief. Um, Barcelona, Mark Two, maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you, get, you know, yeah, that style of play might have looked nice in League One, but I'll, I'll have the ten to fifteen million pound if we can stay up. Please. Absolutely. Um, Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears is what we're going to get for for, for, for 11 games to go now. Um, and yeah. I think we've got a lot more sense of collective hope than we had just a fortnight ago. So um, long may that continue. Big game on Tuesday night, as we've said already, Ben. Um, tough one. We, we've got to go there looking for a point at least and, and possibly nick a, nick a, nick a result. Um, we can't afford to lose it up there. Yeah, I think it's... It, the next two, it's it, we need to get four points. Four points, I agree. Just yeah. To, yeah, and that keeps us in that keeps us in the conversation, keeps us hopefully pulling away a little bit from that that pack. Um, and it, it's a it looks strange at the moment. It, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday are only um, I think three points behind us. So yeah, and they're second bottom. So it's yeah. it's a ridiculous league. It might be a records point to stay up kind of situation yeah. yeah and right now all, all the teams at the bottom are the ones in form so the, those play you know those squads in the middle of the table your swansies and the like your watford 44 yeah you know, they, they showed nothing yesterday really no so they've got to be looking over their shoulders a little bit because one of them could quite easily get drugged into this um but we all we've got to focus on is making sure we're one of the ones that pull out of it so you know forget any any ambition about playing style right now forget any yeah. um desire on how much possess- possession we're going to have or or whatever it's just pick whoever's going to get us over the line and and you know hit you know put that performance in and get the points that we need to to stay up and then we can we can start to worry about the rest after yeah um there is a problem with a long-term plan we've you've been saying it for a long time I think you know what what's the what's the vision for this football club yeah um there are still questions over you know what the hell's happened to this training ground and an academy what's going on with this redevelopment and the the um, mm. upgrade ground um you know there are problems questions to be asked about the fitness of the squad this season and um p- players being too injury prone surely there's an issue going on there um there are there are big questions over the club but right now all of those have to be put to one side until may the 4th or may the 3rd or whatever it is yeah end of the season agree i think i'm just looking at the league table just one other thing to throw in before i close with you ben it's i mean as you say it's very tightly packed one point separating Stoke in 22nd, up to Blackburn in 17th. Also, the other thing, the goal differences amongst that kind of uh, lowest pack there, if you like, including ourselves, all vary around the minus 13, 14, 12, mark 15. Mm. So it's very, very, very tight. So it's it's probably not, um, it's probably not a situation where 
you know, people saying where's Romane say, well, probably it's, you know, he may get some time, but um, it's probably not going to be starting time, I wouldn't have thought, until safety is assured. Yeah. Ben, big thank you for joining me on a Sunday morning, mate. Always appreciate it. Pleasure. And um, hopefully we have a few more positive chats. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it great to listen to status quo? Not often you can say that you're great to listen to status quo, but it was yesterday coming yeah. out of the ground. Rocking all over the world. Big thank you, Ben Anthony. Thanks for joining me, mate. I appreciate it. Nice to talk to you, mate. Achtung, Mühlwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.